You are listening to Motivating from the Six, episode 98. Today, we are speaking about forgiveness with special guest, motivator, speaker, author, and healer, Miss Cam Shuka. Let's go. Inspire you. It's intended to have you stand up in your circumstances, no matter what it is you're going through, and demand change for your life. I'm your host, Jeff Martin of JeffADMartin.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For all of you who have tuned in, for all of you who have clicked play, for all of you who have downloaded or subscribed, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart because I know how valuable your time can be. So the mere fact that you've taken even just a minute to listen to this episode, I am full of gratitude towards you. Do me a favor. If you haven't done so already, leave a five-star rating and review because every time you do that, it allows this podcast to be seen by others as well. And when it's seen and heard by others, there are people out there who can be blessed by the information that I'm able to bring them. So please do me a favor and leave that five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I want to start with a quote today by Marianne Williamson. Forgiveness is not always easy. At times it feels more painful than the wound we suffered to forgive the one that inflicted it. And yet there is no peace without forgiveness. Today we are speaking about forgiveness and we have an amazing guest on, Miss Cam Shooker. She is an author, she is a speaker, she is a healer. And today we have a great conversation about many things, but in particularly, we speak about the importance of forgiveness. I heard somebody say once that when you forgive, it's actually a selfish thing to do. Yeah, it might sound strange, but when you forgive, what you're actually doing is you're taking the burden off of you. Oftentimes, before we forgive, we hold a grudge against somebody. We are upset at somebody. And the funny thing is, oftentimes that person has no idea how we feel. So we walk around with this burden, with this feeling of having bricks on our shoulders. When you forgive, you free yourself of that burden. So it's so important to forgive whatever you got going on, whatever grudge you got, whatever hatred you got against that person in your life. It is more important for you, for your health to forgive. Again, we're going to get into a great conversation. Cam Shuka and I do yourself a favor. Follow Cam Shuka on all her platforms and her website. You can find out more about her at Kamshuka.com. I'm not going to hold you back from this conversation any longer. Let's get right into it with author, speaker, motivator, and healer, Cap Sugar. Let's go. And welcome back to Motivating from the Six. We have an amazing guest today, Miss Cam Sugar. Cam Sugar, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm super blessed, super excited to have you and to speak to you um, for a lot of different reasons. And um, let's start with this. Please take us through your story in terms of how you got to, I know that's a, a huge question there, but how you got to where you are now, where you are a healer, where you, have, you are an author, and you are just making such an impact on this world. Um, I think the best way to start that, it, it is a packed question for sure. Um, I guess I could say with and through a lot of determination, struggle, tears, pain, overcoming, uh, being fearful, just through all of that, um, continuing to remake and reinvent myself and not allowing myself to really just give up on me. Uh, my journey starts, I guess my first memories start in, in Uganda during the 
civil war and just the 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 journey of going through that time that was the foundation of a lot of um who i am today it it gave me no choice but to rise up and be the warrior that i am but also just um has me asking the same questions of myself every day uh, who do i want to be today am i the victim of my story um in a nutshell i am a war child survivor of the ugandan civil war and um safe to say that i continually survive but i chose to not live my life as just a survivor um i've chosen to thrive and to continue the journey of overcoming and the journey of rising above every single day mm mm so you know you deal with people all the time you are a healer you are a coach as well and you come across people who have gone through some real difficult things in life mm -hmm. and you just talked about being a um, a survivor of a war that took place and i can only imagine if we had the time to really go through the things you you t you have mm -hmm. lived you talk about some of it in your book becoming warrior yes how do you get to the point where you have gone through the difficulties that you've been through and now you have come to a place where you're now able to heal other people. You've become an author where you are sharing your story to help heal other people. How do you get from one to the other, from one place to the other, when a lot of people are struggling and they don't even know how to get out of bed, let alone to get to the point where they are now healing other mm -hmm. people? How did you get there? See, it's, it's not that I don't struggle to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. I struggle to get out of bed. I struggle within myself every day. I constantly ask, myself who am i what am i doing here and how am i still here but i think it's in those questions that i realize that i don't have much of a choice my healing comes from being able to allow people to experience what healing is i only experience glimpse of what healing looks like and i'm so happy to be able to have a sane mind can reflect and I can acknowledge my journey and my healing makes me want to share that with others. Mm. And that's the part I can't get away with. I've tried to not do it. And I really have just said, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want to. Can I just be, can I just enjoy my healing, keep it to myself and just be my thing? Yeah. But it's not a part of how I've been designed. I do it because I have to. Okay. That's a part of my healing process. Okay. And that's, that's amazing. You're absolutely right. And I've said this before, but Lisa Nichols, who's an amazing speaker, she says, once you've lived your story, your story no longer belongs to you. It belongs to the world. Exactly. She couldn't have said it any better. That's, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. And so saying that as well, in terms of the way you've just continued to help other people, it looks like you're setting goals for yourself because you just shared with me a 40 for 40 thing that you're doing for yourself. Yes. Can you share that with everybody? Sure. So one thing I've realized on this journey, and it does not matter what your story really is, but um, we need to continue to grow growth is a part of our evolution mm -hmm. uh, when we feel stagnant and we feel like we're not doing those are the areas where we start to give up we start to change our minds about what it is we're, we're supposed to be doing and so i'm the type of person that enjoys challenges i will take a challenge any day from anyone i may not always make it on the other side but i'll take the challenge right <laughs> and i challenge myself of all I'm probably the hardest on myself and um, my 40 for 40 is something that I decided I wanted to challenge myself into. So next year, and I'm so excited, it's a big deal to me because I literally did not think I'd make it to 40. I didn't think I'd make it to 30. To be yeah. honest, I really didn't think I'd make it to 20 just because my mind was such a mess. I really didn't think I would be here still and that I'm still here. And when I think about next year being 40 for me, I think of what the things that will push my limits leading up to that, um, that number. 
what are certain things that I want to hold myself accountable to? And so I came up with this list for myself of 40 things that I want to do before I get to 40. And that's what that 40 for 40 is. And I've started on that list and I've accomplished a couple of those things. And I'm trying to document so I can share it. But um, certain things I'm just like, okay, this was not, you know, this didn't work out so well. <laughs> That's okay. I did it. Right. You know, I challenged myself and I held myself to it and it didn't work out and that's okay. I can say that I did it. So that's my personal challenge. And that's great. So you're setting goals for yourself to continue to improve yourself. I imagine some of those things on that list might be a little bit personal, but are there a couple of things you can share with us that you have really tried to uh, goals you tried to hit before you turn 40? Absolutely. I, uh, there are some very personal things, but I'm not ashamed and uh, I just don't know if I could share them all. But a couple things I can say, I challenged myself to be completely authentic in the sense of to stand naked before the people that I know. So I will speak my, tr my truth. I will share my thoughts and I challenge myself, that's something that I gotta do every day. So that's not just a one-time action. So that is something I want to live in my absolute truth. And it's not easy when, you know, um, you have family and friends and certain people are like, well, I thought you like, for example, I thought you liked the color pink. I don't, I really never did ever. <laughs> I don't know who said I did. I don't. And so when I start saying things like, actually, I don't want that. I, I don't actually like that. And I see the reactions of the people around me and they're just like, oh, when did you stop? And I said, I never did. Everybody else told me I did. And so that's something that I'm trying to be very conscious of and very intentional with how I treat myself with the things I tell myself. Mm. So, you know, when we live it doesn't matter 20 years 30 years 40 years we live in a lot of the things that are told to us uh sometimes they're lies they're not true mm. they're not who we are but we live according to these things because someone has said and they've made it our truth and if you really analyze it you can really get into the depth of who you are because if we continue to live in somebody else's version of us, mm -hmm. we're going to get to a place when you may be 50 or 60 or even 80 and you'll look at yourself and you say, who am I? Yeah. Did I live my best life? Did I actually live this life the way I wanted to? Yeah. That's devastating to me to think that everyone can decide for you who you will be and what you're about and what you like and you don't have the authority to take it back so that is one of the things I said this year I will be I'll be even more intentional in in living it's a little thing it really is but it's something I got to think about every single day you know did I answer correctly did I really tell them how I felt did I really want to go there or did I just want to stay home today mm. it's a little thing but it's a big deal yeah so that's one of the things and then i got things like bungee jumping and flying out of planes and um a, a little thing for me is playing mass i really love trying carnival i love carnival and so being authentic and just being confident with myself it's not even for anyone else it's for me how do i feel about that yeah and so it's the little things that are day-to-day -day things that we don't even realize i've challenged myself to be very intentional beautiful challenge yourself to be better to grow into who you are absolutely oh that's 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 fabulous and so kind of keeping along the same lines, and again, you being a healer, someone who's looking to help people, one of the things that people often struggle with is forgiveness. Yes. And we go through life and we interact with a number of different people, family, friends, mm -hmm. and sometimes things are vibing well, we're going along very well, and other times, you know, the relationship between people becomes rocky. And yes. sometimes we feel like we've been, um, double-crossed or we feel like that person hasn't been loyal 
And so we get into a situation now where we are upset at that person. And some people really can hold grudges for a long time. <laughs> and right. ultimately, you know, it, it's not really good for us, mm -hmm. right? for your psyche, for your well-being, for your mental health. You speak about, in your book, Becoming Warrior, you speak okay. about a situation with your grandmother where you speak about forgiveness. And of course, a grandmother and everybody's relationship is different, but a grandmother is very close. That's the next one up from a mother. So you really don't get much closer than that. Can you take us through that story with your grandmother and how you were able to find forgiveness? Absolutely. Um, that relationship with a grandmother is so important. It really is, especially when your mother is not present. And um, my relationship with my grandmother on my mom's side was far from comforting, far from loving. It was just a nightmare. And um, I think just the family wasn't ready for my father being a Ugandan, marrying an Anglo-Indian. They just weren't ready for it. It wasn't a time frame when it was accepted. They just, they weren't ready. It wasn't accepted. So imagine us being the offspring, you know, myself, my brother. Um, it was really tough. It was really hard being a child in that house. I lived with, um, in my grandmother's house for about three years and she was nothing but awful. Um, I remember sleeping, but really I'm a light sleeper and I think it's contributed to how I live my life now. Um, living with her was like, you don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know when I'm going to, she's going to be upset or, you know, like it was just many things. Uh, she would say a lot of things are very hurtful. Uh, being separated from your mother is already hard enough. And to feel like uh, your mother's never coming back. And this person is saying to you, you know, you're not going to be anything. You're, uh, it's your fault. And just really being violent, being very verbally abusive and physically also, um, using, you know, like she had burnt me with an iron. She had threatened me many times. It was just not good. And I remember thinking, um, I have a younger brother. I just want him to be good. You know, when my dad, it was my father, myself, and my brother, we lived in India for three years while we were separated from my mother, who was um, trying to get us to be reunited. So she was in the Middle East, and that's just the background. And my thing was, I got to protect my brother. So I can take this, but I need to protect my brother. And that's how I lived. And that's basically how I've learned to, I've learned to live this way in life. My needs are always second. So it's very intentional of me to want to self-love and to self-heal. But one of the things I didn't realize as I got older was the grudge I held. Um, mm. We did reunite. You know, we, we were reunited with my mother and um, I, I blocked her out, my grandmother. Okay. I blocked out the pain till it started creeping back up again. Mm. Every time I hear her name, I wouldn't feel good. It would just rise. This anchor would rise inside of me. And I remember uh, when I was a teenager, uh, my father said, you know, she's really sick and she's not going to make it. And that's when I, I started crying, but I didn't know why. And in my tears, I realized that I was so mad at her. I was so upset with her because she could have given us hope. She could have said, you know, you're going to reunite with your mother. Everything's going to work out. She could have been that vessel of healing and she chose to be the worst. Mm -hmm. And she was going through her stuff. I learned that later. Um, regardless of it, I wasn't trying to understand her story, her backline. And so forgiveness was something that my dad had said to me. He had said, you know, you have to forgive her. Don't do it for her because she doesn't know who you are right now. She's lost her memory. She doesn't know. You can't speak to her, but you have to find a way to forgive her for yourself. And yeah. I didn't understand it. And I tried to forgive her and it wasn't genuine. And I didn't feel better. I felt horrible. I still felt the worst. I felt like she should, like these horrible things should happen to her. Like, I was not trying to think on anything good. Um, 
when I understood what he said, it brought a type of healing to me that began a process because she was only one. She was representing my other abusers also as a child. Okay. But she put all of it on. There were other people, but releasing myself to forgive her allowed me to forgive others. Because in my mind's eye, when that's like the worst thing ever. How could you mistreat a helpless child? So yeah. I put a lot of my pain on who she was and how she treated me. What I learned later, as I for, when I forgave her, healing, which I did not know I was on, but things started coming back to me. I started to relive situations where I was sexually abused and different things were happening and it happened to me that I blocked out. So opening the doors of forgiveness was actually a big reveal of who I was and what I wanted to do with how I would live my life. I didn't even know the baggage I was carrying. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how heavy it was heavy and I didn't know it, but it showed in the way I interpreted I was getting into fights. I was being the bully. Like it was horrible. Mm. <laughs> and it showed, but I didn't know the root of that. So forgiveness has been that thing where I constantly now, I, I want peace. I'm a very peaceful person. And I try to not allow myself to get to that place. Because when the burden is lifted from you, you begin to feel lighter. And yeah. when you feel lighter and you remember how heavy you felt, you will never want to carry that burden again. Yeah. And I had to train, forgive her, who I never got an apology from. I had to train myself to users who, again, I never got an apology from. I had to accept an apology I was never given. Mm. And that's what I write about because that is the enormous part of us elevating into our higher self. Mm. We cannot get to where we want to get to personally or in our careers if we don't understand forgiveness is everything. It's a part of our mental health, like you said, and a part of our physical growth. Yeah. It's invisible, but it's that thing that you have even just a slight bit of unforgiveness in you. It's like a flu. It starts off with the sniffles, you know, and then you're sneezing really crazy, and then your mm -hmm. cough, it can get bigger. Yeah. Before you know it, you got pneumonia or something worse. Yeah. And forgiveness has been that thing that I've had to, I constantly, I, I forgave my grandmother and as I got older in my adult years even today I didn't realize how much resentment and rejection I held against my mother mm. wow so I forgave my grandmother yeah I wasn't done yet I wasn't done and forgiving my abusers who weren't alive to apologize was one thing but forgiving my mother who is alive was another thing. Mm. And the process and the journey of forgiving my mother, it's been that, a process. Mm. I've wanted to connect with her for so long and have that conversation. I tried many times to talk to her and to say, this is what happened. This is what I didn't enjoy. This is why I hold this against you. And it was a very difficult conversation. She wasn't ready. Um, let me tell you how we sometimes think there's a clock to our healing. Yeah. And we think that it's going to happen overnight or, well, I did this, so I'm good now. Healing is different for everybody. But when you start the process and you understand the work you're going to need to do, and you accept that it's going to be within yourself first. It 
most of the time has nothing to do with the people around us or the ones who have offended us. Mm -hmm. It's really within yourself. And I started my healing process, or I continued really. And actually last year, um, my mother reached out to me and we've had a very strange relationship. She reached out to me and she said she wanted to talk. And I thought, what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> we got nothing to say. And it took me a while to return that call. It did. I took a while to get back to her. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Although I've been working on my healing. Yeah. And I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah. But I wasn't ready. And it took me a couple months to really get to her. And when I did, I knew she was ready because she, things that she never heard me say. And when two people can approach healing from a place of self-reflection, your forgiveness is a continuous flow. Yeah. It's something that tomorrow I'll have another challenge and it won't be that hard for me to say, you know what, whatever the reasons are, and only God knows, I need to release myself. I need to <clears throat> detach myself from this, this emotion, this feeling, if I want to move forward. Wow. Wow. What is your relationship like with your mom now since that conversation? It's great. It really is. Amazing. And it's, it's really emotional to hear her say to me, you've been through a lot. It's a lot. It's very humbling of her to do that because it's, you're saying that you've lived six, almost 60 years of life and did and made a lot of mistakes and you're accepting the pain that I felt was because of some of the decisions you made. It's humbling for her and it's also very emotional for me. Mm -hmm. I'm still being very cautious with my heart and I'm still approaching very in intentionally. But I find that this time around, I have space in my heart mm -hmm. because I've let go of so many of the things that I felt were you know, those things I was holding on to, I've let go of those things. And I, mm -hmm. hold, I don't hold her to it. I, as I evolve, I understand that we don't always make the best choices in life. And mm -hmm. um, we may also be that toxic person. It's not always someone else being the toxic person. Right. I did the work. I did what I needed to do to put aside toxic people so I can heal. And when I started healing and I was getting stronger, I realized that it wouldn't be fair if I didn't look at myself and acknowledge myself as also a toxic person. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I find it interesting because, you know, when I look at the age I'm at now and I got kids, my kids are look at me, they look at me like I'm Superman, that I can't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And of course, as we go through life, we always make mistakes. And so just kind of looking back, we sometimes look at our parents as that Superman or Superwoman when we were that age. And again, because I know I mis make mistakes now as an adult, my parents were making mistakes back then. But what I've also come to learn as well is that oftentimes people, they give what they can um, based on what they know. So you may be loving at an 80%. But they might be loving at 50%, and that's their 100%. They just don't know how to love anymore because they were never taught it. And so mistakes that they've made along their life, they're doing so because that's what they know, that's what they were taught, and that's what the maximum effort that they believe that they can give. And so here we are sometimes looking at them saying, why can't you give more? Why can't you do this, do that? But they don't know how. They've never been taught how. So they, in their own mind, they're thinking, I am giving you the 100%. Or exactly. the way I give you the tough love is the only way to give love. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Mm. It's understanding the capacity we hold. Yeah. For everyone, that's different. And my, my capacity changes as well. Yes, of course. Right? In different seasons of my life, I'm able to give more or, or not to understand what it is I can give. What do I have? Um, and what do I need to release myself from? Mm -hmm. You know, people 
don't like spending time by themselves because it makes you look at yourself. Isolation isn't always a bad thing. Right. It's not always a bad thing. For some people, they need it. And others, they, if you're that person, you know, isolation is bad for you, that you know yourself to say that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes spending time by yourself can bring out a lot of who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, because we live in such a world where we're constantly pointing our fingers and saying, well, they are like that. You know, this is what they did to me. This is, sometimes you're the day. You're the person. You're yeah. the day. You are that toxic person. Mm-hmm. It's because you're not wilding out like someone else is you might still be in a different way. So it's really just looking within ourselves and and also just, you know, just changing the perspective on how we see people because yeah. it's not always how we believed it to be. It, there's a story and a side to every person. And if we want that fair justice for ourselves, it's only fair to say, I'm willing to see you from a different angle. Yes, yes, we've all started in a different place and mm-hmm. where we started really is a reflection of where we are in some senses in our thinking. And so you're right, sometimes when someone's acting out, uh, they're acting a certain way, it's because of the way they were brought up, it's things that they've learned and that's yeah. created them to who they are today. Be kind, you know, just don't be so quick. We're so quick to write off people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, so quick you know um today i love you and tomorrow i don't want to see you it's crazy (sighs) that we could be like that you know yeah but that's not how forgiveness works Mm. and i uh i am a spiritual person and i do believe in god and i don't believe god would just walk away from me that way Mm. so if if an all-powerful god can say I see what you're doing. I see how you are. And I'm still going to watch your back. I'm still going to be here for you. Uh, You can come to me at any time. You know, whenever you decide that you need me, I'm here for you. Yeah. How can we treat each other so differently if we are constantly given a second chance? Yeah, it's so true. And, uh, you know, when it comes to forgiveness, I'm always um, putting the mindset of Nelson Mandela and how he spent 27 years in prison and, and how, you know, when you hear the stories of the things he went through, how he was forced to dig a grave and he thought he was going to die. They told him to lie down in it and the guards peed on him. It's crazy. And so this is a guy who went through, that's just one example, but once he was freed and became president, the very first people he called to come to dinner was the same guards who did the things that they did to him in jail for 27 Incredible. years. Incredible. And a couple years I visited Robin Island where I got to look and see his cell and just look through those bars. And I remember thinking, how could someone go through all of this mm. and come out that way? Right. Because I don't know, some of us would have we oh. burned down buildings, <laughs> burned down stores, cars, slashed some tires. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't have been. And that's the thing. I know, I know my crazy. I know what my crazy looks like. Mm. I've been my crazy. Uh, some people could tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they know me differently now, thank God. I've seen my crazy. I'm not the best in my crazy. I really am the worst person. I choose and I intentionally have to decide how I want to be or how I want to handle the situation because I say this all the time, even with my kids, when they start acting up, I'm just like, if I didn't love Jesus, (laughs) I don't know about you. But if I didn't love God and I wasn't trying to be the better person tomorrow. Right. I would not, you know, I don't want to be on the news. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we have to really decide for ourselves how we want to do this. Um, if choosing forgiveness is elevation for who you are and where you want to be, then that is definitely a self-love practice. Mm-hmm. Something that we need to intentionally be about every day. Absolutely. Speaking on self-love. So in your book, again, we keep referring back to your book, Becoming Warrior. 
everyone, you got to go pick that up and I'll put in the show notes where you can find that. But you speak about going through a situation specifically about self-harming some years ago. And I don't want to go necessarily in that, but I want to talk about the fact that you said at some point in your life, you realize your value and you, it was that point that you decided that you had to make a change. You had to make a change. You had to kind of get in front of what was going on in your life and be the change that you wanted to see. Can you talk about that? Like, what was it within you that made you want to go in the direction of making a change? And then how were you able to actually accomplish that? For sure. The, the journey has definitely been that. It's been really long. And, and when you start to look within yourself, you see so many things that you're not content with um, within yourself. Mm-hmm. When I decided I wanted to make a change, it's because I was tired of being who I was. I was really exhausted. It was exhausting to continue to be it physical or verbal, to continue to be your own abuser mm. is exhausting. Mm. And I can name my abusers. I can count them, but of all the people that's ever done the worst to me, it's been myself. Wow. It's been myself. And when I accepted that, it was a hard realization. And here I am, even accepting it, I'm still trying to take myself out. I still don't believe in myself. How horrible can it get? Mm. To lose family and friends and people you love is one thing. But to lose yourself, I don't know. To me, that's extremely devastating. Mm. And I didn't have a choice but to make a change because it was so exhausting. It was so tiring. I was getting physically tired. Um, My iron was low, so it was affecting my body, affecting my mental. Like That's the state of depression where... Mm. You don't want to get up. Yeah. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to face the world in your covers. It's where you want to be all the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember when my father was alive, I had one of those moments. I don't want to get up. The curtains were all closed. I was just on the couch in my blanket. And he came over and he was just like, like shaking his head, like, stop you're not doing this and he didn't really care because he's my dad so he's just like open up the curtains (laughs) he's like you can't be like this you gotta get up i have i don't want to he's like well you kind of have to you can't be like this forever and it's true because you are not actually dead then you feel the moment where you're just laying there Mm -hmm. trying to be all sad and it's if if you're dead but if you're dead you don't know when you're dead. Right. <laughs> so there's no feeling. Right. And you're faking death because that state for me was death. I wanted to die. It didn't feel good. It was a horrible feeling. And he was right because he said, you, you have to get up because this is not the definition of who you are. You need to find who's who you are you need to look within yourself and every time i get into that moment that space i remember ripping open the curtains and i wish i had that person constantly with me you know you know that motivational speaker like myself who would you know show up when you're feeling down and say get up what are you doing you know you can't do this but we have to be that person to ourselves It was going to be a process, I knew that. And I found that every time you decide you wanna change who you are or you want to allow yourself to evolve into a better self, a better you. So this is how I live my life. I wake up today, I choose to get up, I choose to be better, and I go through my day, I face many challenges, because I also got children, and there's four of them. So there's like four different challenges. Right, yes. In different age ranges. (laughs) And then you got to go face the world. There's bills. There's life. Relationships. We're constantly being 
faced with a challenge. Mm. Now, at the end of the night, when I lay back down in bed, there are some days I'm just like, what happened? This day was horrible. I don't want to see this day again. I feel mm. like a failure. I did not do well. I overreacted. I wasn't my best self mm. at all. I know it. And then there are days when I rejoice because it was a good day. I had the temptation to harm somebody and I didn't because, you know, they cut me off on the highway or whatever it is. I was able to handle the stresses better. I acknowledge the moments I'm in, but then tomorrow I got to get up and do it all over again. Yeah. That's what healing is. Reinventing yourself and making that change is a process. It's like, and you rise again every single day and you now have to decide again the type of person you're going to be. And I think I talk about death a lot because it came so close <laughs> to, to dying, you know, the civil war and being suicidal. So I'm not afraid of dying. I really am not. But I choose to live my life in a way where every day is my last day. Mm -hmm. It has to be. I live the day like this is the moment. I will never see this moment again. Mm. I encounter people and I have conversations with people like I will never have that conversation again. Right, yeah. The love I feel and the emotions I feel in a conversation or when I'm with someone, I will never happen again. And when I go to bed, it's me dying to that day mm. and when I wake up the next day I get to do it all over again I may not want to get up and do it all over again right but I get to do that all over again I yeah absolutely breath. I get to breathe again I get and that is my journey with how I decided to change how I was living or what it was about me that I needed to change mm. Makes so much sense. And before we go on, I just got to shout out my neighbor who decides to mow his lawn as, at the exact <laughs> moment that we're doing this podcast. But awesome. we'll, we'll move on nonetheless. <laughs> um, what you're talking about there makes so much sense. Uh, and you talk about dying, and it's so taboo to talk about that. And, you know, we, we don't want to talk about our death. You know, we, it's going to bring it on. And, you know, people <laughs> want to believe what they want to believe. But the truth of the matter is, I think if you have that in the back of your mind, a lot of times, it's yeah. going to have you move with a sense of urgency in the sense of rather than saying, oh, I'll put this off for next week. I'll put this off for next year. If you start okay. now, you'll have more of an opportunity to enjoy whatever it is that you're starting. Exactly. Because as you said, we just don't know when our time is going to be. And yeah. I wish for you to live to your, you are 300 <laughs> for myself as well. But the Thank truth you. of the matter is we just don't know. So when right. we just don't know, today is the time to forgive. Today is the time to start working on that goal. Today is the time to start moving on that thing you want to move at because, mm -hmm. as you said, we just don't know. So every single day that we wake up, like you said, we are blessed with another opportunity to start Absolutely. fresh, start new, to forgive, to ask for forgiveness. And we are yes. the ones that kind of are the ones responsible for the situation. But whatever it is, the time to act is now. Absolutely. It's now. Yeah. You can't put it off. You, you no. can't put it off. I mean, look at you. You're getting older. Yeah, absolutely. This is the reality. We're getting older. We can't put it off. We're not in that stage of life where we can say, well, I got five years to fix this. You don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we really don't. You really yeah. don't. And I love that. And um, let's move on a little bit in terms of the new book you're working on. So, again, we keep talking about your Becoming Warrior, which is a great book. Thank and again, you. I got it. Thank you. So for those of you who are listening, some time ago, Cam Shook and I, we, we connected and she came over to me and she's like, Jeff, here's a bunch of books. I'm like, Ooh, what is this for? And she's like, you know, you're doing so much work in the community. When you come across a young person who could use this book, who this, this, this book may help them in their journey, I want you to give it to them, uh, bless them with it and give them an opportunity to read it. And so I'm so thankful for you and Sugar for that. Thank you and for that. Oh, man, I, I, I've been able to give that book to a number of different young people, and they've been so encouraged by it and learning from your story and everything you've been through and using it to apply to their own life as well. So I'm, I'm full of gratitude for that. Thank you. 
Thank you. It's amazing. So yes, Becoming Warrior, please, you got to go look for that. But you have a new one coming out. Please yes, fill everybody in on this new book. I'm so excited. I, I'm I generally an excited person. So when I say that, people are like, sure. But I really am excited. This book is called Girl Power Uncensored. Now, Becoming Warriors for both men and women. So I didn't really focus on just women. But this one is for the women. And this is a collection of different stories of different women. And in this book, I shared the story of the lost doll. And it's a little bit of a story of my life, but really just talking about love and loss and why sometimes we just add this negative thing to loss. And it's not always um, a negative thing. Um, I shared a little bit of the journey of myself. Uh, one of the greatest losses in my life was, and uh, he was just literally everything to me. And um, sometimes I wish I could, I had magical powers to bring him back. And I thought it was a horrible, it was a horrible thing because he's no longer here, but I lived my life in the first half of his, the years he was gone in such pain. And not feeling like I could operate because I had this hole in my heart. I continued my healing and self-reflection that I realized it's because of the loss that I actually have more to give. Um, it's true. I may always have this hole in my heart, but because of that constant pain, I can constant, constantly not only speak from a place of being a warrior and being a victor in your life, but I can speak from the place of a heartbroken person. Because when you've experienced pain, you can understand what joy actually feels like. Very true, very true. When you experience darkness, you can appreciate light. Yeah. And so that's what this book is about. And I'm so excited um, to be able to share this story, these stories with countless people once again. Amazing. And when is this expected to be out? So this, should, this book should be out in June. And I'm just working on my book launch in Toronto and in Atlanta. And um, it's going to be an exciting journey. And I'm ready for, like I said, I, I take on challenges all the time. So mm -hmm. I'm excited for this one again. And uh, just to share this with people and just talk about accepting loss. You know, what can we do? It's happened. We've lost. Is there winning in loss? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, is it just, it can't just be a loss. If you're still here and you're still breathing, it, it's not just the loss. There's right. something more to loss. And we got to yeah. dig deep and see what it is. Oh, amazing. And so that's a, a compilation with a number of different authors. Yes. And these women are so powerful. I have had the opportunity to be um, in Atlanta the past couple of years and just work with so many different women there. And some of the stories, some of these women, the stories they're sharing, I am just like, what have I been through? Some of these stories are just like, actually represent so many people around the world who have gone through and who survive and thrive through their journeys. And it's interesting because through all of this, you realize that when you feel you are alone or this is only happening to you, it's actually not. Yeah. There is somebody else out there that's going through worse or the same thing. And if you can get yourself to a place of healing and forgiveness, you can share that journey with someone else and if we just shared our journeys and our stories we could get to a better place where we build a generation of children of young people um, of people that will take this world in a different way where they'll be leaders and mentors and we won't have so many wounded soldiers and broken <clears throat> people we want to get to that place where we're raising children to be those leaders and those strong men and women not just broken adults. Mm. we want to raise them to be warriors 
just like your book, Becoming Warriors. Exactly. What does Becoming Warrior mean to you? It means that there are days, <clears throat> even now, where I don't altogether together make it off the floor. It means that there's days when I'm crawling to the place where it's a struggle to get up. Mm. It means that I choose to not give up on myself. Mm. Regardless of how low and how sad or how much anxiety I may feel, it, it means that every day I'm getting closer to becoming warrior. That's what it means for me. Mm. Beautiful. And that's really all our paths, trying to become that warrior that we need to be for ourselves, for our family, for our community, yes. for the world, to becoming our best self so we can give everything we have to this world to make it a better place. Absolutely. Oh, amazing. I love it. I love it. Kem Shooker, where can everybody find all your stuff? Where are you hanging out? What social media <laughs> platforms do you have? Please share with everybody where they can find you. Now, I kept, I kept it really simple. So it's just camshuka.com. That's the website. And all through Twitter and Facebook, it's camshuka. Um, but I love Instagram. So you'll find me on Instagram. You can talk to me there. I, you know, I really enjoy speaking to my followers, my fans, and even my friends over there. It's um, a platform that I've been able to connect with so many writers on and so many people and just encourage them through their day. So you can find me anywhere and everywhere. Um, just Google Kamshika, www.kamshika.com. Fabulous. And your book, Becoming Warrior, on Amazon, correct? Absolutely. It's on Amazon. Again, it's on every online platform there is. So, um, Get on that Google if you need to and just look up. And I do have a website for it as well. It's becomingwarrior.com. And on my website, I'll have more information about the new book and get it and all that good stuff. Fabulous. Amazing. Kim Sugar, I got to thank you for everything you're doing. I got to thank you for becoming warrior and, you know, really sharing your story as difficult as it could be and just continuing to be that light at the end of the tunnel. We've done some speaking uh, uh, events together and we've really had a chance to yes. you know, inspire some young people. Absolutely. And yeah. Such a and, great feeling. It's such a great feeling to link arms with, you know, fellow creatives and entrepreneurs and just leaders like yourself and to share the stage and to, to do that collectively, it's an amazing feeling. So thank you so much for what you're doing in the community and all you're saying. And, you know, I have to say this because it's amazing when my son, he's 15, and he can say, you know, I listen to um, Motivated in the Six, Motivating in the Six. And it's like, it's amazing. I'm not trying to get too excited, you know? Oh, I don't man. Want to be like, oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> That just shows you your impact and your reach. And I'm truly thankful for what you do and how you do what you do because it's it's the ripple effect. You know, we oh, just man. need one person to step forward. And I appreciate you for that. Oh man, I appreciate that. Man, that 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 blesses my heart right there to know that your son is listening and and I can be that example for him. So thank you and and you have been amazing for me and I got to share something that I don't know if I've ever got a chance to share with you. It goes back a while ago, but in 2016 or so, uh, through Brothers from the Six, my nonprofit organization, yeah. we did a photo shoot. And the whole idea was to bring out um, black men together, black boys, black men. I wanted to show mentorship within our city because oftentimes when you watch the news, you see a lot of negativity, you watch rap videos, whatever, you see a lot of stereotypes. And I wanted to show the young men within our city that we have some real role models here that they can look at as mentors. And so we put together this photo shoot in 2016. It generated um, some, some um, like people started to really pay attention to it, the local news as well, uh, national news, CBC, they came out, they, they took a video of it, they put it on the news, and it really started to pick up some steam. And so I, in my eyes, I thought it was very successful in terms of yeah. us bringing everybody out. So we had grandfathers, we had babies, all boys coming out. Yeah, just to stand together. Now, for me, I was just kind of stepping into the scene in terms of trying to 
make an impact. And I've been doing so in smaller ways, but this was something big, again, captured by the national mm -hmm. news. And so it was on TV, all over social media. It was actually yeah. uh, trending for a while as well. Wow. And I remember going on social media, and a friend of mine actually brought it to my attention. He's like, Jeff, you got to see some of the things that these people are saying about you, negative things. Mm. And so I remember going on and reading mm. from these real negative comments. And, you know, I hear about celebrities talking about, I don't read social media, I don't read the comments <laughs> because of what it could do to your psyche, right? Yes. I'm not a celebrity though, right? I'm, I'm just <laughs> little old Jeff Martin. And so, you know, I go on, and unfortunately, I start to read all the comments these guys say. And it really took me down. Like it really did in terms of feeling like all I was really trying to do was help my community. I was trying to help these young men to see that there are great role models right here. And I didn't really understand why people were saying what they were saying. But during that time, you know, I started to reach out to people, my wife, you know, some close friends that were um, helping with that. And they're like, yeah, you can't listen to that. You know, that's going to happen. You know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, you can't please everybody. And so I started to learn some real life lessons mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I got a message from you. Oh. And at the same, and at that time, we had known each other just for a little bit. We were just kind of building our relationship. But I got a message from you, and it's almost like you knew exactly what was going on in my mind at the time. So I want to read this out for you because oh. <laughs> I'm so grateful that you were able to be there for me at a time when I needed it, mm -hmm. even though I don't know, maybe spiritually you felt it. Yeah. But you sent me a message that I'm going to read it. So you said, congrats, Jeff. Really great to see the work that you're doing and the impact you're having on the community. Ignore the negative people. They have time to state why you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, but you got to keep going anyway. But they have no time to be the change themselves. Thank you for the highlights. Keep doing what you're doing. Every time you forget why, remember that there's a young man who doesn't have a role model to look up to, but silence, silently watches your post. Or that young woman who is losing faith. And you're that man with integrity that she can look up to. And she's watching and silently taking notes. You are the change. You are the difference. So keep going, brother. Oh, my God. I got this, goosebumps from that. This is from you. This wow. is from you. That's amazing. And I Honestly, have it. I screenshotted it. And I put it in my inspiration folder. So I have an inspiration folder on my phone. And whenever I get messages or I see something that really inspires me, I screenshot it. And I drop it into the inspiration folder. And uh -huh. you, your message is one of the very first things I put in my inspiration folder. Oh, my God. Thank you for receiving that. You know, it gives, I, I'm truthfully, honestly telling you, I have goosebumps from, from hearing you read that. Um, I didn't remember sending that at all. Right. But that's because I operate from a very different place mm -hmm. um i allow my to be honest i allow my spirit to lead me because on my own i'm a mess i really am mm. <laughs> i'm i'm a mess because i come from a place where i have all reason to have mental breakdowns and continue to dog myself but when i allow myself to be spirit-led i'm able to do things like that and it's really encouraging to me. It's crazy. I know it's my words to you, but they're actually encouraging to me. Wow. You know? And I've always said, when I chose to live instead of, you know, after being suicidal, when I chose to live, I said, if I'm going to live in this life, I want every day to be pur purposely lived. I want the words I speak to give life and I want them to be spirit driven that they live past me. Mm. And so thank you so much for sharing that. I I mean it's I'm telling you like those words you now come full circle because I shared them with you. You shared them back with me and they've given me encouragement. Oh man. You know, hearing you reading them has given me encouragement to keep going. So Thank you for receiving it and receiving it then and receiving it now. And yeah, I still believe I, in everything I said to you, you know, it's true. There's a young person out there that's watching and listening. And even as you go into schools and you do what you do, it's the ones that are not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that goes, back to, 
Oh, thank you. That goes back to 2016. And I remember <laughs> not too long after that, you know, obviously we follow each other on social media. And I yes. think at, at one point you had made a comment about so stressed today or something like that. So I'm like, yeah. all right, this is my opportunity to give back. And so I went into yes. the DMs like, girl, keep it up, yes. keep going. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to encourage you the way you encourage thank me. You. But. Oh, thank you. And you know, we don't realize that we need that because we're real people. Yeah. You know, just because I may be building an empire doesn't mean I'm not tired from carrying the weight, right? Yeah. So we, we need each other in this way. And this yeah. is how we heal. This is a part of our healing process. This yes. Yes. And especially when you are a giver by nature, you're always giving, always yeah. helping people, always healing. Sometimes your pot is empty and you need to be Absolutely. filled up as well. So I am thankful that I can lean on you to be that person yeah. for me. And, you know, it's, 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 it's been amazing. I just want to continue to grow with you and Thank just see how we can just change this world. Yes, I'm for it. Oh man, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I got two more questions for you. So the very, oh, sure. yeah, the very first one is my Oprah question. Okay. What do you know for sure? What is it that you know for sure? I know that as long as I'm alive, the things that are inside of me need to come out. I cannot keep them to myself. They're not good for me. They're good in the sense of knowing what it is, but the more I keep it locked up inside, that's the death of me. That's the pain I cause on myself. So I know for sure that the things inside of me need to come out. Mm, absolutely, they do. Absolutely. And my last question for you, you have the ideal audience who's listening right now, and you have that person who needs to forgive and they don't know how to get there. And it's holding them back from becoming the person who they know they could become and should become, but they don't know how to let go of the pain. You've been through so much, Kemshuka, and you have been able to step through and you're still growing, you're still learning as you go along, but there are so many people who can learn from you. So I'd like you to speak to that person. You have about a minute to speak to that person who really needs to figure out how to step through to forgiveness. What I would say to that person is, I want you to feel the pain. I want you to understand that the pain you feel isn't something that's going to go away. You're going to have to come through the pain. I want you to feel what you feel. If it's anger that you feel, I want you to feel it. Be very aware of what it feels like in your being. Just as how you breathe and you close your eyes and you meditate, be aware that the pain and the, the anger, even the bitterness that you feel is a part of who you are now. That can change. Pain can change to purpose. Pain is just a foundation. Upon your pain, you must build. You build from the bottom. So take the pain, feel it, acknowledge it. The same with fear. Face it, see it, feel it, and then choose how you want to step above it. Now when you step above it, don't step above forgetting the pain. Remember that it's from the pain that you're stepping above. And every time you step above, it may be the little things like, you'll choose today to love yourself, even though you're hurting. Uh, maybe today you'll face your fear, even though you're afraid. As you keep doing that, I wanna encourage you to get to a place where you can finally, finally give yourself wings. And when you award yourself with wings, not only will you fly away from the pain that built you, but now you can turn around and see the pain, see where you came from. And now wherever you fly to, you can take a little portion of that with you and tell others that it's there that you came from and it's from there that you rose. And because of the pain, the fear, 
anxiety, you are now the person you are. Just live your life to the fullest. Be who you want everybody else to be to you first. Be that person for yourself. And from there, you'll grow. From there, you'll love. You'll have intense amounts of love that you will not even know how you can love through that but acknowledge it, feel everything, feel it, fear it, understand it. And when you, find, when you become all of that, you can rise. And when you're rising, if no one needs to understand how this moment and what it means for you to rise. But when you rise within yourself, you can be content knowing that you came up, you had the choice to stay, but you didn't stay down. Mm. A warrior. Just remember that. Not a victim, a warrior. You just spoke to someone's soul right there. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. All right, good people. I will see you at the top of the next episode. Peace. Cam Sugar, thank you so <laughs> much for that. That was so beautifully said. Thank you. That's so great. I loved having the conversation. It's so good I forgot we were recording. <laughs>